If I had had that, I could walk into that sheep field right. when I was 13 and take a photo and say, how many sheep here? And they could tell me that Baba was missing. Welcome to the AI show from Think Labs. In the whirlwind of AI advancements and innovation, we do the deep dives and all the research, so you don't have to. We Fisher Price the essential news, updates, interviews, and breakthroughs of the week, providing actionable insight that impacts you, your teams, and your companies. Now let's get started. Here's your hosts, Sam Stanton and Robbie Sawyer. All right, everyone, put your phones on done. It's time. Welcome to the AI show. We are back once again. We, I think, again, have doubled our listener and viewership, Robbie. So we're we're playing that exponential game just like AI pretty, pretty well. I am Sam Stanton, and I'm here with partner in crime, Robbie Sawyer. And this is episode, I believe, number, is it five, Robbie? Sure. Five? Five. Okay. There might be a lost one in there somewhere, but I think it's five. I think We're going to go with five today. I think Fifth episode. That's a big number. Yes. Okay, we ought to be proud of that. At the yes, we should be proud that we've done five in a row. Completion, five, absolutely. Completion. No, Benchmark. Very good. Yes. Okay. yes. And I think we've actually been following the AI exponential curve in that we've been doubling our viewership and listenership. That's pretty easy. Hey, when people you start. are listening. They who knows what could happen. They might actually learn something. So we have had a very busy week, as I'm sure everyone has, getting ready for Turkey Day. Robbie, please tell us what we're going to do today. Well, we're going to learn a little bit this week. We're going to cover three different topics, and I think we can talk first about something that we haven't. What are we introducing a new topic this week? We're going to introduce a new topic called Pulse. Pulse, okay. Which we're kind of throwing that out there, but I think this is fun. This is because we seem to be on the front line so much of what's happening and what people are thinking and more importantly, what people are doing. And perhaps this will give the viewers and listeners a, a little insight as to other stuff that's going on besides their world. Yeah. So we'll we'll do the pulse and then we'll talk a little bit about chain. Okay. I don't and like change, right? Yes, you do. You're good at it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it, and it is, as you just said, it's interesting to hear people talk about how change is really beginning to impact them. And some companies are literally not focusing on it. Right. But we'll talk about change. And then we'll also uh, talk a little bit more about facilitated AI. Yes. Which is, that's fun. Which is part of what we do here. And how much that has been flushed out in a big way yep. this week. Yep. Um, so we'll 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 address that as well. So I think right off the rip, we should talk about flying dessert. Flying dessert. Now, when's the last time you've had <laughs> your dessert come from the ceiling and come flying down, and not just a dessert, hundreds of desserts, at, at least hundreds. Talk about a grand entrance. That was pretty cool. All joking aside, that was part of the final night event at FICP, which is where Sam and I were this week. That is, for those of you that are playing along, the Financial Insurance Conference Planners 
think you got it. I think I got it, but that was really close. Yeah. And I think we did better this week than we did last week. Regardless, it was a ton of fun, incredibly informative. And I mean, we were drinking out of a fire hose all week long and it was fun. Yeah, that that is that is a defining event, as we've said, in, in the hospitality world, because it is a bunch of senior folks. It is frontline folks that are doing a lot of in, engagement, education, empowering professionals and lots of great education that happens there. And a lot of eye-opening, whether it's us or anything else, for, for everyone that attends that event. So we always we always love being included on that. So thank you, FICP. But specifically, what we did is we were tasked with show the people. Show the people what's up. Show them what the latest is. And in our true fashion, we always love to not just show, but demonstrate, let them kick the tires and actually do that. So we did run Pro AI Photos, which was fun. So we had our shooters there covering everything. We used AI to edit literally thousands of images in minutes and make it available for all the attendees, reinforcing their experiences there where they could, if they didn't use the event app, they used our direct link. They could see the, the, the site would look at their face and find all their images just like that. Yeah. One word you didn't touch on, and I think a lot of people that are in attendance there that go to that, they really do look to FICP in this annual event for inspiration. And that was a word that kept coming up. And, and it was fun to have people come up to our space specifically with Pro AI and, right. and what we were doing with that and be inspired by talking about this is something that we've been wanting to do whether it's our own photographers, whether they're local or whatever they are, don't have access or don't have the ability to do that. It, they were truly, in my mind, inspired by seeing that. Yeah, and and to be completely frank and honest, I don't think there's a more... Sam, we're only frank and honest. And Joe, apparently, that you're about well, to share. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about Joe in a second. Well, this audience is traditionally extremely conservative extremely cautious so we've given seen the, a, given their industry yeah sure. and, and extremely regulated sure. so let's i mean this was kind of fun too to see their kind of evolution or, or or adoption or openness to some of this stuff since we were just with them uh, in june uh, in june right okay so anyway there we did of course the pro ai photos we also demonstrated the pro ai platform which is the ability to manage all of your event photography all by AI without any of our team on site. So massive, as we try keep trying to show everyone, enhancement in speed, in quality, in creativity, and a massive reduction in cost. And if you need more information, you can find it at www. When do we do we get to finally start red, saying that now? Red button. I think so. W, yeah, www. Red button dot. AI and you will find all kinds of cool information on that. So that was one part and we love that. That's application of our AI. Now the other part Robbie was speaking of was the i2 studio. That is innovation and inspiration, inspiration Robbie. And there we have all sorts of different activations where people can come up, touch, feel, test, talk about some of the cool stuff going on, of which we had Bogler prompt up Still, I think that was at 50%. Yeah, I've heard of it, but never really played with it. 
And the other 50%, yeah, I've kind of been using it. I don't think many that were really using it yet for their business. What would you say on that from the people you spoke with? No, for sure. And to your point about they're very conservative, many, many, many people said that, oh, well, we're being asked or not to use it or can't use it in, within their environment at work. But many, many people were going, okay, hey, yeah, well, we're still using it over here, yeah. right? Yeah. So that's going to be an interesting situation. We talked to one. We can't uh, name names. Yeah, we're not going to name. Gonna name and we're not going to. But, but she it, led a major discussion and group on this. But go ahead. No, and I and I don't know if we're talking necessarily about the same situation, but at least a couple companies were sending out surveys asking people uh -oh. if you were going to use it, how would you use it? Okay, which is important. You need to know that when you're starting to make your guidelines and doing that. So good for them to do that, right? right? But then the question is, are people going to be honest with that? Because wait a second, if I tell you what I'm doing, are you going to tell me I can't do that? And so there were several breakouts that were managed by FICP. And one of the leaders of that was asking people who's using AI within their company, generative AI, to which nobody said, yes, we're doing it. Nobody did. And then, and she's a leader in her own company, sure, right? Yeah. And so she, she said, okay, I got, I got you. Who is off the record using generative AI on their own to, to accomplish all their tasks in a much faster, more succinct. And she said the majority group said, oh, I am totally over here on my phone. Just not. On yeah. My people started care. opening up and being a little bit more honest. So that's what we said, I think in a post recently is that. It's not a question of if you're going to allow people to do it. They are doing it. The question is, are you going to give them the tools and the resources and more importantly, the guidelines of how to do it safely within your company confine? Right. Okay. So, so that was fun. So we shared that. We, we shared Assist, which we've been so excited about, and we have not launched that for the super technical reason that when you take an hour-long conversation... That is so much content, and right now the major LLMs, the platforms, can't take that big of a file. We've figured out another way to do that, so soon to be released anyway. Did some really cool things with that. That's such a wow, oh. so fun. People don't have to understand AI, they, but they see that and they say, I need that. I don't care how you did it, right? Well, AI or whatever you did it with. A crazy test I did is we were sitting in that flying dessert room. That was, by the way, dessert was delivered one evening on a, what, a hundred foot long? It was pretty long. A hundred yeah. foot long, two foot wide. Yeah, like 30. Yeah. It was like a 30 foot or 30 inch wide table, but it was literally, I don't know how long it was, but it was suspended. It was the main ballroom. Yeah. It was hanging from a truss. And it came down from the, the ceiling yeah. and there's your dessert. Now, I didn't have any of the cold refrigerated things because I didn't know how. Yeah, but you're a dessert guy. You didn't go there? No. And I was waiting for someone to jump up on that and kind of swing on it. But anyway, on that evening, we had all sorts of crazy entertainment. Thank you to Bill Hopkins Entertainment there. That's Thank a, you, Bill. That's a plug. That's a nice plug. Is he going to pay us for that? And lots of loud entertainment. Yes. But while I'm having a conversation other. with someone at the table with all this noise going on, a sis oh. picked up every bit of that and isolated that for the conversation. Did you do that in the middle of Sugar Ray? It might have been. That was cool. 
I saw Sugar Ray just on his own after just kind of walk out the side door and just his peace name out. isn't later. Sugar Ray, right? Mark something in it. McGrath. Okay. Yep. Very good. So we did that. What else did we do at the innovation area? We did that. We did assist. Uh, we did prompt. We showed photos. And then we just had, it was fun. We were positioned very well. Thank you, FICP. But we had people rolling out of all their future speak workshops, learning about in the future in quantum physics and the way NASA is using AI, um, come over and say, that's all great, but how do I do it? Yeah. It, and there was a lot of discussion about stuff that's happening right now, but just not a lot of how you can also do it right now. That's true. A good shout out though to Mr. Spellos, because he does break it down and show you some very basic principles and gives you a smattering of all the different things. He was doing some of that, but if there was ever a proof of the need of quick start, which is your, what is AI? How does it work? And how does it specifically apply to you? There it was. And so we had a lot of reaction to that and we're now getting signed up to do a bunch of events in the spring, helping people understand the use cases and what AI is. Right. And not, and trying not to focus too much on the actual tech itself. Just let's help you understand what it is and how you can potentially use it. Yeah, because as we keep saying, all this stuff dropped and was not supposed to drop to the general public. It probably would have been rethought if it had been because it did not come with a manual. It didn't come with instruction because literally it can be used, be used everywhere as we're seeing. So that little instructions needed. I have a really awesome video found this morning that I will put up. I'll see if I can put it in here, if not link it in the podcast to, to demonstrate um, how important the need is for executives to understand what this is, understand the potential, be able to explain and share that share it. right with, with the teams because it's not self-explanatory as we continue to see ourselves each day. No, it's, it, it's not. And the more you speak with people and it's one thing for us to sit in our little, in our own little space and, and riff and iterate on different things, but it's fun to get out in the public at events like this. And, and your eyes are open to the fact that you would think that it, it is a much bigger topic or there are organizations that are focused on creating and beginning to implement some type of of exposure and, and knowledge or exposing their people to the knowledge, but they're not. Well, I mean, huge companies, huge companies. And back to our, our set, our section title pulse. What's the pulse? I will say I was encouraged to see that they were much more in tune and understand the need and dare I say open to options than they were three, four five, six months ago. And I'll also say they're ready and they are dappling now. Yes. Again, yep. show me how to do it better. Got an answer for that. That's that's a, a good thing. The other thing, let's you know, let's call a spade a spade. We've had several discussions of people wanting to learn more about this, but wanting to be able to say we're using this because we are an innovative company. And like everyone who's saying they're AI or they're going to do AI, this is a simple way to start. 
It is. I heard a lot of that. No, for sure. And it and it's a it, it it's literally just a, a a matter of continuing to create exposure. And when you say to someone the things we're doing are all AI enabled, they just kind of look at you a little bit different and go, "Oh, this person's on top of it, right?" So right. we see that with all of our, our our friends of of Red Button that we've empowered with. They they have a little extra swagger in their walk. Yeah, no, it's it's it it is fun. It is fun to see. Let's talk a little bit about, about the importance of change and how it is important for organizations now more than ever to be embracing change. Robbie just nailed that segue. I mean, he is so good at mm. doing this. He just walked right into number two. So well, it actually says talk about change. So. I know, but it, it's not like let's start now. It's it's a nice segue there, Robbie. All right, well, I appreciate it. Well that. done. All right, I'm, I'm out. Okay. Change. We had another fun article that was posted on our Substack. Can we be like all jargony and say on our stack, bro? No. No. Okay. No. So anyway, it's we're not on... saying pod yet, are we? Are we saying no. this is a pod? So you need to check out our Substack, which is a amalgamation and aggregation sure. of all of our content and thoughts in one place. Um, and we did do a really fun one this week talking about change. Um, where I got to do some deep diving on how change has affect affected business professionals in the past. That deep dive I took for everyone's quick story today was on the emergence and discovery and creation of Excel or spreadsheet right. online. Right. So you first got to paint the picture of back in the early 70s and everything before then, actually hundreds of years, it was a ledger. It was eventually pen, a pencil and paper. And it was, you hope you get it right because everything builds on top of each other. Sure. And yeah. you better have a big fat eraser if it doesn't. And you might spend half your day just erasing your amazing formula that you messed up on step two. So a nerd in the early 70s or late 70s, actually, with brand new Apple computer, not a Mac, an Apple computer said, why can't we just create a series of cells and have them all build on each other, created VisiCalc. And you uh, already knew that long before I, you started doing any of this. No, stuff. I knew I knew that was one of the big rocket launches for for Apple was that they were the first to kind of bring that out. But I didn't understand the story behind it, didn't know the story behind it. And guys, this is recent history. So like this guy, I think it's Kevin something is Robbie, you can look it up is still alive and is like doing TED Talks, which is an incredibly nerdy and painful TED Talk, but they have to give him the stage because, dude, he invented Excel. I'm sure some people want to kill him because he did, but anyway. Well, that would be Dan Bricklin. Dan. And Bob Frankston. Kevin was close, but anyway, Dan, the man. So Dan did this. What was what was cool about this or or the funny thing that parallels today why are we talking about this robbie because it parallels today because sure. back when dan did that everyone said oh my goodness get ready if you're accountant in accountant you're, you're about to lose your job because there's a computer with a with an app that's going to come take your job it wasn't even an app that way it was and every, everybody lost their job everyone was going to lose their job because now you could do all of your accounting just like that. But people so the, didn't lose their job. The answer is 
Yes, you could do all your accounting just like that. Right. But what it did is it opened up, just like generative AI now, the ability to speculate, if you will, to to think about different options and ways that you can do things that before you would never ask, hey, accountant, at $900 an hour, would you please go do yeah. the math to figure out if I paid $20 less on my car payment, how much longer that would take me to pay this thing out? You don't do stuff like that. You don't try things. You can't do stuff at speed if you have to have a big fat eraser attached to it. So what actually happened is that they needed more accountants and accountants were now taking on bigger workloads because they had all sorts of extra functionality and abilities now that they've had this spreadsheet. So that was really the onset of the what if game, right? Yeah. I mean, that's amazing. Yeah. What if? So you compare that now to the, the generative AI, and we'll get into that, or maybe can I segue here into the third piece, or should we go in on this? No, you can do that. Um, when you start looking at what we're going to share next here is the facilitated AI, which is how do you apply AI in into existing processes and workflow to make change, to make things better, to make things more creative, more effective, more efficient, more elevated, right. more impactful. How do you do that in, in a meaningful manner? So we get stuck in the, what was the thing you said, Robbie? The what if? No, you had you had an awesome word. Right. You don't have it? No. It was Tiffy or something. Oh, yeah. Well, it's we get stuck in the, the world of it's, the way that we've always done it. Yeah, but you had some words you threw. Go ahead. Keep no talking. idea what you're yeah, talking I'll about. You about People get stuck in the way, get stuck with, this is the way we've always done it. It weedy. It weedy. Yeah, it weedy. It's the way we've always done it. Yeah. Okay, yeah. it weedy. And so, especially like at FICP we're just at, you're talking to a lot of young folks as well. Young, now I'm really old. That sounded pretty old yeah. for sure. But young folks who are like, this is the way we build proposals. Why? Because that's the way I was told to do it. Why? Because that's the way we've done it for the last whatever. Why not do something else? Because we don't have the time to begin to even think and look at different ways of doing that. But you know who does? Mm -hmm. You do who? Yeah. AI. AI. Right? Yeah, Boggler. Because Boggler and AI allows you do those what ifs, right? So what if we did it this way? What would that look like? You can still keep doing your regular work, right? That's what Facilitated does here is it runs all those what ifs. It does a thousand iterations of those what ifs and comes back and goes, that was a stupid idea. Or that was amazing, right? Yeah, and, and the fact that you can do what you're talking about literally in that's the... In seconds. I mean, that's... Yeah, I mean, once you, it's the mind blow. So when we're doing our Think AI or Facilitated, we're actually seeing the results in real time, but we like to sit back and stew on that a little bit, really marinate that and really come up with concise things. But with the Facilitated, which we've now done. Well, it's like anything. You can do it quickly, but it's not completely flushed no. out the way it needs to be. And you're going to have another thought that we go back to our thinkers on that. You need some time to let it marinate and think about and who come knows? back and look at it yeah sure so with facilitated we sit with 
a pilot group with inside your team, with inside your department, with inside your company, and we select a task that is a major time consumption for you. So we did we did a fun one working with people trying to make do their proposal. And like I think everyone these days, even though there's all sorts of whiz bang out there, we're still starting from ground zero with an Excel sheet, aren't we? I think that's just again, it's what people know, right? Right. It's that's what they're comfortable with and that those in some cases are the only resources they have. I mean, that's us as well. That's happened to us. I changed some stuff up this week, but anyway, we sit with the the team and we say, okay, first of all, I want everyone to be comfortable here. We know that we do want all the we want all the crazy ideas. Now's the time for the crazy ideas. We're gonna pay a little attention to it, but we're gonna let AI pay a ton of attention to those crazy ideas. Right. And we never know. We might have some gold here and it'll be a bunch of fluff, but let's get it out, right? Yeah. So we're going to go through and understand what are all the processes and steps along the way to go through your process. We call it cognitive process mapping if we want to get technical. And if we want to get real technical, I got all kinds of stuff to share on that. But there is and there is a science behind this, of course. We make it fun in which we start going through these processes. Besides, here's what we do. We also want to ask them, why are you doing it this way? And what we found so much of the time, the answer is? Well, it's, again, it's the it weedy. It's the it weedy. It's yeah. the way we've always done it. Right. It's the way they told me I had to do it. Right. So once we can get that mindset turned off for a second, it's like, okay, what do you think about that? Right? And then two, how might you do it different if you had the choice? What, you know what your current outcome is, pie in the sky would be an even more amazing outcome because now's the time to ask. We're right. getting ready to go back to the AI kitchen. Tell me what you're looking for. Right. And it's crazy to watch the eyes open up and go, wow, that's that's a, wow, okay, thank you for asking me, right? Yeah, and this is a little bit further down the road, but and I'm going to catch you off guard here uh -oh. a little bit, but we, we did, we created and worked on a few algorithms around, if I was creating this proposal for a company, how could another company oh. potentially create something that could disrupt the form and format that we're utilizing? And I thought that was that was crazy. Well, a couple of thoughts on that. One was we heard from one group, the client actually came back to him and said, Look, we really we really want you to win this thing. We love you guys. But this is the same old garbage we get all okay. the time. You need to go be more creative with this and bring it back to me. Right. So not many times does that happen. Right. But that's, that's part of it. And what was the first part of your question? No, I mean, just the, being able to, being able to look at certain. Oh, I know what you're saying. How to disrupt. And saying, okay, what can we do in the way that we're building or the way that we're restructuring what we're, or how we're doing to ensure that competitors have a more difficult time of disrupting what we do. Okay. So we were explaining that to a CEO and, and the CEO um, was not buying into the AI that much and didn't necessarily see that application. So we quickly said, here, let me just show you something. If I was going to disrupt this company, which it's a big company and they're a big owner in their space of what they do, mm -hmm. what would I do to disrupt them? And then we shared like quarterly earnings or something. 
we shared a couple state state of the company mm-hmm. kind of things that are all public, by the way. That's not right. privileged information. Right. And had AI run analysis on that, had Bogler run analysis on it and say, tell me what you do. And it right then and there in milliseconds said, they are deficient here, here, and here. Here's an opportunity for you to jump on that, do this and this. So that all of a sudden made someone a true believer, right? Yeah. yeah. So it's fascinating when you're using the intel of jillions of other, if you will, in this case, proposal makers, right? Or what have been successful, what haven't? So that's part of, once we go through the process mapping and understand all their points and their connections and understand their true goals, and we're then with facilitated and using assist to come back, blueprint out a whole path for them to see how to now deploy we then give that to them. Big eye openers. Make sure they understand all these little things we've suggested and put in place. And then we let them go. Go kick the tires, go try it. And then we come back two weeks later and say, okay, how's it going? What do you want to tweak on? Do we need to work on an algorithm here or there? What is it that we need to do? We tweak that and then we harden their blueprint. And now for all their new recruits, and everyone else in the department, they now have a path that they can get everyone to follow. I mean, it's completely recreating training me. For, I mean, in a the highest level. I mean, it, it literally is recreating training manuals in, in ways that people have never been before in the past. And to nerd on it a little bit, right that, now, that's what you do. That's all done. Facilitated is facilitated by Robbie AI and Sam AI, <laughs> but I am working on a custom GPT, Robbie. I asked you not to do this. I know. The custom G- GPT is filled with so much cognitive process mapping and learning and, and interview skills, it will actually be able to give this to someone, and then with that, we can pull the information we need, ascertain what they need, and then we throw another AI on top of that to build a plan. How complicated is that for someone that's a, I don't know, intermediate type person that's not necessarily brand new? Well, Robbie's now talking about AI. specifics with open AIs. Yeah. Go build your custom GPT, which was a big eye opener. Yeah, that's not going to happen by any, but I mean, people are still having, people still don't even know how to prompt. Right. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it's duh to us, but it is so, that's just, when you talk about pulse, if we jump back to one, the pulse is everyone's ready, but everyone still has no clue how to do it. Right. And so to, to think that they can start learning how to prompt for really quick here, and then even better start building GPTs or engines to, to start guiding knowledge. I, I just don't think that's going to happen. I think it, there'll be a bunch of intermediaries like us in, in different ways. I mean, we do it a little bit different. We'll be building those things, right? Yeah. But I don't, I, and it's so crazy buggy. Theirs is so crazy buggy and doesn't work. I've been doing ours inside our own ecosystem, which is just long pages of algorithm, but fascinating to see that work. Yeah, it's fun. When it, you want to do some, take some hot shots? Yeah, let's do some. Bounce hot around shots. a little bit. There's a whole soup of generative AI out there, right? That's being stirred. Yes. Can you, I mean, can you talk about all the different modes of generative AI 
You I mean there's that, more than one? Yeah, there's there's five, right? Uh-oh. Here we but go. There's, hang so on, you're going to let me try to guess. Okay, go ahead. All right, so there's uh, there's text. Yep. There's, I'm going to bounce around a little bit, okay? There's there's text, there's audio, there's video, there's code, and I'm, and I, the, and I know that the there's text code image image both. yeah of course the easy photo yeah so we get lost in typing something in and getting a fun poem back or an email and we think that's generative AI and it is but it's only to your point one of the five okay that's just a text response yeah, right now if you if you hit that little button on your keyboard you can talk and it turns it to text and then runs it and likewise a couple of the of the AIs actually. GPT four is doing it, and of course, Pi we keep always talking about is 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 doing voice audio yep. audio back, right? But there are five modes. So one first and foremost, right now, where it's getting its most use is coding. So yes, it does original coding for developers, but more importantly, it checks their code. So that's that's a big deal. Audio is as we explained. It's either that's your input. Or that is the info that you give it that you want it to sort out. A great example of that is like Shazam. What song's playing? Yeah, right? yeah, so right. that was an audio input. Okay. Oh, that is this, right? So that was that was generative AI before there was generative yeah, AI. Yeah, that's been out for a while. Right? Um, and then the video is, is absolutely crazy. You need to go check out, well, just watch the political campaign that's coming up. Everything is going to be generated AI video and it's going to be a big mess. That's one. The coding, text, audio, video, and photo. Now I've got fun things to share. Thanks for that prompt there. Prompt. Yeah. So photo is simply this. Your input is not text. Your input is a photo along with text. So to give a great example of that, I, I did that with our friend Bill Hopkins this week. I took a photo of the stage of all the, the gear he had on, and he had set. like three or four bands come on. And I can tell you when I'm talking with Kimball and our production guys here, it's a massive mess to try and figure out what band needs what and what gear and specifically what brand and all that stuff. Well, with one photo of Bill's stage, I said, create an equipment list based on this image. And it did. It got everything. I mean, Bill sat there like how how to do that but that's just the beginning right it's how do you prompt so it was then would all this gear fit in a ballroom this size that that was cool so again working off an image i explained the one the other day where we had i was working on this algorithm across wall to wall to wall of stuff and it wasn't working and we're able to take a photo of that and say i'm working on a data flow here can you help me figure out what i'm missing so the thing takes in the image, transforms it into the text that it is, and then looks at it and says, oh, this is a data flow analysis, and it looks like it's missing this point. And this is all happening before you can blink. And then it responds, oh, yeah, you're missing this. So, I mean, that's crazy. I walked into a breakout room and said, man, there are a lot of people in there, said the person standing in the room that's in charge of that room. And I said, do you want to know how many? So I took a photo and said, how many people are in this room? And how close did it? It was dead on. Right? Everyone that was in that photo was counted like that. So 
that takes me back to when I was 13, standing on the back of a pickup truck in the fields of Devon, was a foot away from the fence, and you'd whistle and at the sheepdogs, and they would run all the sheep, the 111 sheep between you and the fence in about 15 seconds, and I had to count them all, and I couldn't do it. The Texas boy could not do it, so they sent me back to painting fences. But if I had had that, I could walk into that sheep field right. when I was 13 and take a photo and say, how many sheep here? And they could tell me that Baba was missing. I don't know that anyone would have been a, been surprised if you did that, even when you were 13. Dude. We didn't have mobile phones then, though. Oh, that's true. Okay. That's true. Speak. So that's a good story. Another little I didn't share this at the beginning. We were talking about FICP, but a little hotshot story that I have. I can't remember if I shared this with you or not. We meet a lot of cool people at these events. Yes. Specifically with what we're doing, you meet some people that have no idea what generative AI is or anything. They can't right. spell it. Right, right. You have some people that are on the fence, and then you have some people that are really knowledgeable. Right. Okay. This incredibly oh, sweet lady yes. walks up to me, and I'll be honest, I thought maybe she would have fallen into the very first yeah. bucket there. And she walks up to me and she's like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, I'm so excited you guys are here. I've been wanting to talk to you to you guys. I'm so, so excited about generative AI. I'm using uh, AI right now and I just wanted to come over and talk to you. So she, we talked about a few things and we, the topic of, and she was very proud of this. She's based in Naples, um, a planner, and she had just booked a big piece of business in California at a really nice resort in, Cal in California. That, and she was super excited about the fact that she did not have to fly out there to do a site inspection. I go, you didn't? Wow. I said, had you been there before? She's like, no. I said, well, you must know somebody that was really familiar with the property. She's like, no, not at all. I go, so how did you do the site inspection? She reaches into her Louis Vuitton bag, uh -uh. pulls out her VR goggles. She brought her VR goggles to the, to, to, to the show. And she's like, I totally put on my VR goggles. Now I said to her, I said, well, it's good that that property actually had the technology yeah. to this support that. This is like the that. first time this has ever worked. Right. But go ahead. Keep right. On. But she yeah. was so excited and she booked the, and she said, I booked, now granted the hotel fit in where, yeah, she, yeah, where yeah. what it needed, yeah. it checked all the boxes, but she booked that piece of business because she was able to put on her VR goggles in her office at home and she was able to walk through the entire resort. And I mean, it, it was. Well, that's amazing that she did that. And it's even more. You just never know. That, right. That, it's awesome. That property had, did yes. it at a level that, that met that threshold. And, and I, and I don't, even though I know that business very well, I don't know at this point how far down the line, if that technology is really something that, that you can do virtual tours on your computer, but it's to do just the weird, VR, it's, it's whenever you walk up somewhere and you see all these goggles sitting around they're like hey put on the goggles one i know i'm gonna get sick as can be i'm, I'm that guy you get car sick no too? but i got i remember one time i wanted to fly in a glider get, yeah and it would be no problem and i went up there i was ready to buy the membership and all that i went up in my first flight and was just ready to hurl anyway i'm gonna do the same thing in vr and ar but it's crazy the bigger point there is that it's the most unassuming of people the, the quiet just whatever that yeah. all of a sudden you're going to see here in the next six months sure. just zooming past everyone because they're employing this innovation and this tech to their advantage. She hit on something. She and I, re I resonated with what she was saying because I say it often too, being old, older. What do you mean? How many times have I done that to you? Many, I don't very think good. I've done that much. It's a whole other story. It's a whole other story. But 
I asked her, I said, have you always been really focused on technology? And, and she said that she's always had some element of interest, but for her, it just became in the last five years or so an issue for her. She wanted to stay relevant. And I say that all the time professionally. You, you must have started smiling. I did. I'm like, I wanted to give her a hug. You're, you're speaking my language. When I run into people that are in whatever industry you're in, what are you doing to stay relevant from a technology perspective? Because it simply isn't going away. Well, we need to give, on that note, another shout out to our friend Melinda. And it's not because she needs to stay relevant. It's because she never had the time. But now she understands the time saving that you can have. And so working with her to now, she is focused on using AI mm -hmm. to create those time savings. Right to go plan out her big, massive events. Yeah. No, so that's a really exciting thing. But it wasn't that she needed to be relevant. It's just she needed to be current with the way things are starting to take off. Right. For sure. Anyway, that was a, that's my little story. Do we have any other hot shots that we need to share? I, you know, I don't think so. I think that we should probably think about wrapping this one up. Wrapping this one up. I will say, Robbie... We are being highly productive and we're being highly effective. We're showing a lot of sentiment and a lot of emotional connection in our podcast. And I say that because I did run the Bogler That's right. action that should have been rating top of the list. on this, on our last I was podcast. A little, I, was, I was more than a bit fearful. but And the science behind it and all that stuff is pretty crazy. So we are hitting some bullet points. So we hope. We're hitting those bullet points with you and that we've taken up another 42 minutes of your day with information, make you more innovative, confident, and knowledgeable for your next conversation. There you have it. That's it from the little Think Labs here in Dallas, Texas. We will see you next week. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Thanks for tuning into the AI show from Think Labs. Don't miss out on next week's episode where we'll continue to Fisher Price the latest in AI that will make impact for you and your organization. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an update and visit redbutton.ai to learn more about innovation for professionals and organizations. By the way, I'm Bogler, Sam and Robbie's professional assistant that takes care of all their busy work. Ever think about all that repetitive, mind-numbing, time-sucking busy work I could knock out for you? That's it for now. Thanks again for joining. Until next time, make it an awesome week. Music